Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Hello and welcome to The Big Top, hosted by Drake and totally my podcast now that I've taken over officially. Uh, Muckle's not here anymore, so it's me now. Fuck you all. <laughs> you absolute little viper. Get the fuck off. You are uninvited from the I will store. stay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think that's my calling card for that's enough for me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> now get out. Hello, Clarice. And welcome to the Big Top. I am your host, Barney, aka the Muckle Stoter, the only host this podcast has, and not Drake. Today I am joined by Little Pup Max, who you may remember us speaking about in Little Puppy JC's episode. Max is a pup and ABDL who is very active in the New York scene and has really helped to destigmatize and encourage many little puppies to be themselves. Just as a reminder, rating and reviewing this podcast has an 80 to 100% chance of great cosmic karma. And may or may not or may clear your karmic debt in this life or the next. Today the circus returns to New York City and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. It's a cycle of life. It's a cycle of life. Uh, at what? The boomers eventually become littles? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just speak a little louder. Um, yeah, if I you just be... actually like death metal scream, uh, that would be... <laughs> That'd be perfect. That would be yeah, really... Move it, move it way closer to me and then lean, lean in really close. Yeah. And so then you, get... you can... Yeah. Just so it sounds like you're a parent telling me off. You know? Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> No! Grounded. <laughs> but hi, and thank you for doing this. Hello. This is this is JC's fault. <laughs> it completely is. When we stopped recording, he was like, you need to get back some. You need to get him to do this. The, the, the beauty of podcasting is that I get to edit everything. So any pause, <laughs> gone. Everything is snappy. Everything is in the moment. Every, yeah, yeah. In reality... There's a dial-up tone that goes in my head before I say anything, but... Yeah, and I'll lose my train of thought and just... Oh, it's gone, and... We're not here to be perfect. I'm I'm in charge of a podcast, so we're definitely not here to be perfect. (laughs) We're sort of here to be medium, maybe mediocre. Mediocre? I'll take mediocre. (laughs) And then, you know, we sort of, like, you know, we 
put a bit of tinsel on on the mediocrity uh, <laughs> in in post. A little bit of little audio editing and some reverb and yeah, a little fun. bit of magic. Also, like the having. I don't know if I'll keep. Maybe I will keep Drake in because <laughs> I don't like to. I don't want to break the illusion that I'm like recording this on the go, and yet the fact that I had to do like that, I've done a back to back. It would just it would just ruin it. It would ruin the magic. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't do that Can't. to my listeners. <laughs> anyway, hello. Thank you for coming. Welcome to the Big Top. Today I like I really after talking with JC, I really, really wanted to talk to you because obviously he was singing your praises and was just talking about like all the amazing stuff that you've done in the community, and that sounds super, super awesome. So I wanna pick your brain. But first I wanna understand how you got into putt play because I've got this weird sort of history with pups where my avenue into it was very marred in the muck of like you know like I was into one really really weird thing growing up and I always knew that and so I never saw myself as being fluid enough to get into other stuff and when I saw puppies for the first time I was like oh well that's great there's a whole community around them and they're really popular and if only I was into something normal like pup play my life would be so much easier it's so strange <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I just perceive puppies as something that like I don't know what kind of cliquey kind of like they're the cool kids at the kink table that I couldn't be a part of and when I finally got there myself and realized how untrue all that is and that it's geeks and dorks and fun loving cool people then i fell in love with it but how did it happen for you also it's really interesting that you say that because it's it's like there's the whole perception of from the outside that it's a little more i think it is a little more mainstream now too um Mm -hmm. but i think there's still a lot of like riffs um between the leather community and others where something you know some of this originated out of and i know there's been occasional controversies and whatnot of people like oh well pup play isn't a it's not like a real thing but it's like it's a part of another community it's just sort of like tangential to it but it's not its own thing Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's really really interesting um because i do see that's fully distinct but yeah everyone's just you know well they mix and match right like i i see it as something distinct because I guess I grew up in a time and a place where like that was already well established as, you know, its own, its own thing. Yeah. But then you go to an event and it's like half the puppies are padded or some of them have partial fursuits or you'll have rubber pups, you'll have leather pups, you'll have all sorts of different things. I mean, I've done like a clown pup before. Like you, yeah. you see everything. So I guess there is and there isn't. There's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover and I love the mix and match of it. Where you can you can you could throw all the kinks into one bucket and just be <laughs> whatever yeah. you want out of it, and that's what I do. But you know, my I don't actually remember how I or where I saw it first, like where I saw Play first. It just it must have been somewhere online at some point. Um, it wasn't sort of my original like what I was into. Um, Avidale was definitely earlier. Oh right, what I okay. remember. Um, and then, but everything sort of came together at the same time. So being into the community for about five ish years and, and it, all, all of the acceptance, all of that sort of came at once. It was sort of not, not maybe a light switch. And I probably around 20, early 2018 went to my first like ABDL event and then pup play was sort of followed pretty quickly after that. Whoa. Okay. That, I mean, 
I, I want to know more about this light switch moment for self-acceptance. Because self-acceptance, I think, for me, has been very gradual. It's been like this thing, and then this thing, and then this thing. That's so awesome that those things all like kind of came together. What was it that like did that for you? Uh, that's probably hard to say. I, I feel like a lot of things in my life can tend to be light switch moments, um, like coming out originally, right? It was like, it's something you always know. And then one day I was just like, no, that's it. That That's the light switch moment. I there, There's no hiding that or there's no going back from that or what, whatever it is. Um, I, I, I do remember, right, like I had definitely gone through phases of what people call like the binge purge cycle, right? Where you're into it I, and then you yep. totally reject it and you throw everything yes. away and you're just like, no. Yes. Um, and I was just about to ask about that because that is something that I have found with ABDLs the most. Yeah. And I'm not sure what that is. And I have a theory that it's very much the sort of shame that comes from stigma that is dissipating. And nowadays I think it's a little bit easier to find your people in that sense with within ABDL. And so I wonder, I hope to see that cycle kind of peter out a bit. Yeah, I. it's hard to know where that will fall. I mean, I think there's a lot more positive coverage, um, mm-hmm. like that, that Vice documentary and others that were sort of recent, um, which actually did a pretty good job um, overall on exploring the scene and having mm. like uh, Casey from ABU and, and yeah. Kenzo and others in it. Um, so I think that was really good. I, so it's, it's sort of a slow, it's a sort of slow change, um, but we'll see. I mean, Capcom and the other sort of conventions have been massively successful and there's so many people who go and every year there's like, right. Um, well, the, the, I, I went to my first one this, this year um, for Capcom. I really wanted to. Yeah. Next year I'm like 2023. I'm hoping I can make it to Capcom. You, you I should. mean, you say it's slow, but I I want to so badly. It's just it's just coordinating because getting across the ocean is always like a bit of a challenge. But yeah, um, like I said, I'll, I'll come, but I'll come for one thing and then be like, ah, wait, while I'm here, let me try and traverse the country. Um, you say it's it's slow, but actually, in the scheme of things, like, so what I did do this year was my first Folsom, and I was a bit surprised at how many people were just like out and about padded or in little gear or whatever. And there was a big ABDL photo and all of this. And a lot of people were there kind of incognito. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, I think next year I'll be a bit more open about it. And I'm already like two, three years ago, I swear this was not. Not a thing. Case. Yeah. Like not a thing. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. No, I think that that's probably right. It probably also due to like ABU and, and other um, and Tykables and, and others being mm. um, much more present at other events like Folsom. Yeah, um, yeah, like the furry conventions. Um, I think it, it's definitely become a priority for a lot of companies to to be present beyond just the ABDL community. Yeah. So I know like ABU was just at MFF. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, so they're sort of like they're there to service the all of their customers and everybody who is already into it. But there's kind of that secondary goal of hey, well, maybe there's other people who are you know, in the closet about it or just have never really thought about it um, can come and, and check it out and maybe get into it. Okay, so we, we have our origins in 
ABDL. How did that then, how did Pop Play even come into it? And then how did that all, I'm still fascinated by this like light switch moment. Cause I think that's so cool to have because it really speaks to your mind's ability to rationalize something and go, <laughs> okay, but this is how it is now. You know what I mean? Like this is just, yeah. Yeah. This is just reality. So we're going with it. And that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to explain, right? It's so hard to wrap my own head around that. Um, and I think, you know, they might have started out a little bit separate too. you know, ABDL being first and Pup Play coming into play a little bit later. They maybe initially didn't necessarily mix entirely in my head. Um, yeah. But, you know, going to events, meeting people, talking to people and making, you know, friends, um, you see a lot more and then you're like, oh, that, you know, you can combine things and, 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 and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I don't know how to explain the light switch moment because I know it's not the same for everybody. And I know, f- you know, it's not always that light switch. Like you said, right, it, it's kind of a slow acceptance in a lot of ways. Um, but I think engaging with the community or even like even before that, um, just lurking within the community mm. and seeing people. I think lurking is important yeah. because actually we've all done it because it's, it's how you stay safe and seeing people like you is so important. And so I think, you know, that that, there is a moment in everyone's journey where they need to be able to feel like they have, I don't know, one foot out the door or something, you know, they're not the only one, right? Like they're not the only crazy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And just see that you're not the only one. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, it's, I've I've called it child thinking before because it's like it doesn't it's kind of illogical to think that you're the only one but I genuinely believe that and I I think it's sometimes I feel yeah yeah I think so many people so many people have said the same thing and it makes me really sad for people who I think the internet has completely changed uh I mean it's completely changed everything but it's completely changed how we find each other in such a core way and this gets to happen at those ages where it's so crucial for us to find people. I mean, what the fuck did pups in the eighties do? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting because I think pop play had, um, more of an established route through like the leather community and sort of the more traditional gear and leather, like bars and things like that. I think there might've been easier, not necessarily an easier path, but a more straightforward path to it, um, where people could see it. Versus like ABDL where there really aren't or weren't any spaces that existed. Um, you know, you, you do hear from a lot of um, people who've been to it for a long time from the 80s and 90s and whatnot. And hearing kind of the stories of how people got to meet each other. Um, there was, I know, like a, a physical mailing list and things like that um, pre, pre-internet and then like over to like a lot of the message, message boards and things like that later on. Um, but it was nothing like it is now on mm, as far as yeah. access goes. Um, it's so easy. And there's a lot more people who are out there. And I think that's, for me, at least super important. Um, yeah. And that's sort of why I'm out there too. Like I have gotten a lot of messages of like people who are, who say, right, that seeing people into the same things they are or like being being out there and, and proud of that um, is is helpful. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it, it, I think that's, I mean, that's, you know, why I'm here doing what I'm doing. It's, it's, you don't know that something's okay until someone shows you that it is. And people being themselves, I think is like one of the hardest things to do. 
in so many different facets of life. So seeing people accept themselves makes it okay for you to accept yourself. And so, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's really, really huge. Would you say then that like, well, I kind of wanted to ask about like pup space specifically, but would you say that like pup play, I guess in general then has really personally allowed you to feel that like allowed you to be you in a way that is more, I, you know what I mean? I right? know what you, I know where you're, I know where you're, where you're going. I think both headspaces have, right? Both like little space and pup space are usually important to exploring at least for me, right? Exploring different facets of of yourself and different mindsets and different emotional states and just being being different than how you usually are, um, right? Because you always, mm. for me at least, right? You always have to be buttoned up. You always have to be this or that between work and other other things that it doesn't leave a whole lot of room elsewhere. Um, so while they can be stress relievers, they can also be opportunities to explore like different sides of yourself to be more energetic or playful or whatever it is i really uh, yeah i i i didn't get headspace for ages it felt very like silly to me which it's, which sounds it can be i mean like, yes it can feel silly. of course it can feel uh, silly but like i dress as a clown that's kind of like, right. <laughs> you know what i mean but like it felt i don't know yeah kind of like play acting and and of course, I guess at its core, this is you know what all these things are. But um, yeah, it, it finding finally being able to really let go and yeah. enjoy that space. It also takes time. Um, I, yeah. I know some people, some people can can be in it often. Um, mm. So sometimes it's easier to 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 get into that sort of headspace. Yeah. Um, but if you're not in it all the time, or you or you find it harder to like, it doesn't mean that it's not there. It's just. Um, it takes a little bit of coaxing to, to get that out. And it's part of the reason I find a lot of like the longer cons, like the conventions to be really helpful because it gives you like three, four or five days to, mm. to get into that headspace because it's not always immediate. At least I know for me, it's not, it takes, takes a while, especially for Capcom. I was like, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, I'm like, Oh, okay. I I'm there. Yeah. It's a process. And I think, it can feel silly sometimes, but sometimes you have to just go with, totally. go with the flow and uh, do what you like. Like not everybody's route to headspace is the same. Um, yes, yeah, and that's part of exploring that. You know what works for you because I, you know, there's there's no one right solution or one right you know answer there. How different is your little space then from your pup space? Because I find mine are all. They all sort of hang out in the same yeah. avenue. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it can sometimes, but I feel like for little space, for me, it's much more reserved and quiet. And I don't need to be around a lot of people necessarily while in headspace. Like I can just mm -hmm. be there on my own. Um, and that's totally fine. I'm just, you know, being around people can help that as well, but I don't need to be as social. I think pup play is much more social for me it's much yeah. more like being with my friends and um being a little more energetic being more loud and rough and you know rough <laughs> <laughs> and rough rough and rough, yes. rough yeah exactly so they're they, they they embody similar um there's similar elements there for both of them but they come out a little bit differently yeah i guess i just 
I was I thought about it because mine, like I didn't discover one and then the other. I I kind of it took me a while to get Headspace, and then I realized that the thing I'm trying to achieve is sort of the same, no matter how I'm dressing it up. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's where I'm sort of getting at. The underlying elements are, are for, at least from from in my mind, are um, lack of responsibilities, right? Oh, um, is totally. one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's sort of a control element there where you're 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 letting go of that control. Um, yeah. Because normally I'm very much a uh, in control person. My boyfriend is staring at me like, yeah, uh huh. Um, because I am right. I'm always in control. I know exactly what I need to be doing. I I yeah. I, I. It's a tight ship, I guess. Mm-hmm. But both Little Space and Pub Space, like, you don't have to have those responsibilities. You don't have to feel that pressure. It's very freeing. So that that I think is sort of the underlying aspect that manifests in different ways. Yeah, yeah. I I very much feel that. It's different ways of doing it, but I that sort of, like, freedom. And also being cared for, because yeah. you're giving over the control, which can feel very, like, that's very powerful. And so much trust is involved in doing that, which I think was the thing I found sort of the hardest to let go of. And when I learned how to do that, that like made a huge difference for me. Yeah. Okay. As someone who's, I mean, like you're very involved in the pup and little scenes in New York. What are those scenes like? And what was it like finding that community? Cause I, I, I haven't actually experienced it, but I get the sense it's very different than it is here in London. Probably. I haven't experienced the London scene, but I, I think the, the pup scene has been much more, established here mm. at least when i got to it so that you know there were already events there's already a whole group um of you know 100 100 plus people they they have an event at the eagle they had an event at the eagle i don't know if they still do it's a good question um open question but but there there was already you know monthly things going on the abdl community too at the time was sort of established um and had quarterly events and but it was still sort of scattered um, and I think it's sort of a factor of New York City itself where people are, it's hard to go outside your neighborhood um, <laughs> sometimes. And if somebody lives in in Brooklyn and somebody lives in Washington Heights, which, you know, there's a bunch of us who too, it can feel like a lot. It can feel sort of yeah. insurmountable to to connect with people. And the pandemic was sort of, was a little bit damaging to, I think, both communities where it was hard to get people together. Um, mm. But I think from that, We've actually got a, such an amazing community that's come back together on the pup side. Pup Rexy and Pup Chipper, who are the Northeast uh, pet and handler for uh, for 23, are doing an amazing job pulling together more than just sort of the bar events, right, where you can just, you know, go socialize, whatever. But it's also 21 plus, right? So they're, they've been doing some trips to like an art museum upstate and things like that. And I think there's there's also the the reading club that Pup Chipper started. So there's a they're trying to bring in a lot more inclusive events for those who are 18 plus. Wow, that's awesome. And so I think those have been really big. I never even thought about that, but that's a whole other hurdle that you have to think about between 18 and, and 21. But also like, I would love to see more events that are just... Because my whole vibe tends to be a lot more of a hangout mm-hmm. um which i guess actually now that i think about it here is already very baked into the culture because that's like pub culture which is much much harder to do in the states it's more like you would go out to a bar or a club or or, or something but also like i would love to have like a 
a, a puppy book club <laughs> yeah. they go to was or, or something fun like that that's really cool those have yeah i mean those are all really cool i mean there's like puppies in the park in the summertime it's a little too cold now but um oh my god new york is so cold i was it, not prepared for how cold new york is <laughs> it is it, so cold but then when it's hot it's disgusting so I, i'll take the cold i'll take the cold. <laughs> really i i went in the winter first and then i went in the summer and i loved well i didn't love but i i, I way preferred the you can just the city in the summer oh there's, yeah there's... i love that hot gross <laughs> thick city i'm a city boy i, I like that <laughs> that heat that thick air yeah i i know what you mean we you know it's like it depends where you are in the city um i don't know where where i'm at right it gets a little garbagey but uh no like being able to go to the parks and things like that in the summer is super nice um there's yeah. all the piers and stuff too like i know we've we've done some like hangouts at the like christopher street pier um mm. and mccarran park in brooklyn and things like that so that's been super super nice that's so fun do you think like pups out in public have a easier time now in new york than ever or would do you say that maybe right now things are a bit like rocky uh like going out in public with like yeah like, a, like yeah. a public meet like out at the pier or at the park or honestly for from the ones that i've been to and from what everyone else said i think it, it can be a little daunting for new people oh um, for sure yeah i i know it's still for me right like i don't usually go out just with my hood and things like that. Um, unless I'm with people, um, it's sort of, it's sort of a, 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 like know, know the situation you're in, um, and know where you are, be aware of your surroundings and, 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 and that sort of thing. But I think the, the park events have been super fun. I don't, don't think anybody's from what I know have had like any negative experiences there. Um, but I know some people are much more comfortable going out in their hood, um, and gear and whatnot. I don't mind so much like late, late night, um, if we're if we're at an event and we're leaving the bar or something like that that's i i I do enjoy it's it is kind of fun yeah but you know if it's like three in the morning in Times square it's you know there's not that many people around it's it's a little i I think it's fine yeah Um, being like kind of straddling these because we talked about how much these things mix and how much i mean there are always there are always weird people who want to gatekeep what other people can and cannot do, and I just don't understand that. But have you faced challenges being part of both of these worlds? You know, I don't, I don't know if I have specifically any sort of negative experiences there. I, I think both communities are pretty welcoming. Mm. Um, I think ABDL can ABDL definitely does face a little more on the challenges side um, because you know some people just don't get it, or some people don't aren't familiar with it. Mm. Um, or just think it's gross, and so yeah. there, you you definitely get that vibe a little bit, especially if you're an ABDL coming into a leather space or things like that, um, openly padded. Yeah. Um, I, I think you can you can sense that sometimes. Um, I don't know if anybody will would give you know would say anything negative, but I think you could you can definitely sometimes mm. sense that feeling or sense that vibe. Yeah, I just feel like these walls are blurring a lot more. Like there, there was definitely at some point like a much stricter idea yeah. of what these things were, which made sense because 
you know, we were talking about for like finding each other and how difficult that was. And, you know, literally like ads in the mail and, you know, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And the hanky code and like how that is baked into the culture because it had to be. That was how you, you know, kind of communicated or yeah. signaled. Yeah. Yeah. Signaled and signaled safely. But yeah, I feel like now those, we don't need all those walls so much anymore. And it's nice to see how these things kind of meld. And I feel like New York is a really good hotspot for that because you kind of find everything there. There, There is a little bit of everything. Maybe not as much as like Berlin. I don't know what it is. Just Berlin is just all the king, king capital of the world. King capital of the world, um, which is great. Berlin like changed. I, Berlin <laughs> actually changed my life. Um, yeah, it that was the moment. It was my first event, yeah. which was an ABDL event. And that was when I was like, I need to do this. I need to be in this world all the time. I, yeah. This needs to be my work. This need, I, don't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, I just need to work in the community somehow. I need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to Berlin yet. We were supposed to go before the pandemic, like literally the week of the pandemic. No, um, really? Ugh. So yeah, that got scrapped. And then we just haven't Fucking COVID. Haven't done that yet. Um, oh, absolutely. You will have yeah. such a good time. And also... What is really fun is when you come like over to this part of the world in general, it's very easy to move around. Yeah. So like you can make a whole trip of it and see a bunch of different places. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, Berlin is so, so awesome. <laughs> um, okay. I need to pee. Uh, so I'm just going to go do that quickly. Should have uh, gotten patted. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if one more person makes me pat up on this podcast, um, <laughs> Nah, I'm not feeling it today, but, uh, well, we'll see. Find out after the break. <laughs> oh, woo. Arf. Arf, arf. Arf. So, yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, shocker. That's fair. I, you know, it, it's only wear a couple times a week, probably between work and things like that. Sometimes you just don't feel it. Um, I, yeah, sometimes I go, yeah, I, I, I go months. I, like that's an interesting thing because i've gone like phases of i feel like that that's a lot um sometimes i'll be feeling one kink over another like sometimes mm-hmm, popular yeah. will be really strong sometimes rubber will be really strong um so i'll go like months and months with just like okay every every event every other weekend is going to be rubber since capcom it's been very like abl focused <laughs> but that that sort of ebb and flow still exists yeah i <sighs> Well, to be fair, I've been I've been a daddy for a while, and so I've been really enjoying being on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So my little it does mean that when I have some baby time, I get really little and really immersed, and that that is actually very fun. So I think I kind of like that. I don't know. I will occasionally like if I feel it. Speaking of rubber, I just on Instagram I just saw that you met Rubbo Rubber Shadow Rubber Shadow. Yeah, um... yeah. Rubber Shadow is great. I love Rubber Shadow. It's espouse espouse the the virtues of Rubber Shadow. Um, <laughs> no, but we've we've done a few shoots together um, in the past, and we did in the first one we did was an ABDL shoot, um, which was super fun. Yeah, yeah, he's he's cool, and so many kicks, I... so many fetishes, like different things. That's why it's it's you know I, I think Rubber Shadow has a, is a pretty good platform. Um, and he's super creative and does so many different things um, and showcases so many different yeah. kinks. Without trying to be patronizing, like so proud of him. But he like he says that putting himself out there doesn't make him 
anxious the way that like meeting people in person at first did, which yeah. I think is wild. Cause like, I'm totally the other way around. I was like meeting people made me feel really secure and safe and putting myself out there online. I don't know. It was, it was much like, harder. yeah, I found that much harder. So I, yeah, it's interesting how we just have completely different. It's interesting. It, it is interesting because even in person, it's like a learned thing for me, like being social and mm-hmm. knowing, you know, and carrying and help, you know, being a part of conversation and helping to carry a conversation. Um, it's like a learned thing for me, but still, if I'm not, if, you know, if I'm going to an event or going out and meeting new people and, my, you know, I've either had a stressful day or, or I'm not all there. I, I, that anxiety and that like internal panic of, oh my God, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know how to connect. Um, yep. st- happens all the time. I very, very much uh, empathize with that. Does pup play help you be social then, do you think? as a way to like, you don't have to do those things. It's it's kind of, it's it's funny, like it can be an escape, right? You could just, you could just put on your hood at, when out and it becomes really, at least the Mr. S hoods, right? I, I can't hear anything. I can't have a conversation right. in the hood yeah. because it just- You don't have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just revert to not speaking that and just trying to listen, but it's almost like that, that's an interesting help to headspace, right? Because it's, everything's sort of muffled. It's sort of fuzzy. Um, so you don't, you don't really have to interact, um, a whole lot. Um, so I, I, if I'm feeling that sometimes I'll, I'll put my hood on or for a little bit and just enjoy the the vibe. Um, and then when I feel like being social again, I can take it off. Right. Right. I feel like it's it's such a handy thing to have. And like, it's also a really good icebreaker. You get to kind of sit and get used to the people around you and then you can, you don't feel like you're sticking out like a sore thumb. You're the puppy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fine. You can just be puppy. And then just you can dog. engage a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Head empty. That's it. Yep. Head empty, tail wag. Yeah. Oh, oh, also the MX gear. That's something that I've not yet, but I mean, it's so expensive, all this crap. But I've really That's started to come part. around to. It's all expensive. <sighs> I know. Um, I know. It's really, really. Um, I, I love it. Um, but I'm sort of new to that. Um, it it feels like it's a very like all of the um, German pups are yes like um, very German yeah <laughs> it's a very German gig but like I, I I again it's just the right people it's very easy to suck me into your kink and yeah. so the first person to spank me did it in MX gear and <laughs> something that I had just no I was like okay whatever now I'm like damn that looks really cool and really aesthetic and once I tried on some MX boots. Some sex boots, as we call them. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> this this is feels it. very. Yeah. This is it. I was like, it just feels powerful. It feels like it does. It does, and that's yeah. what's, they're really cool, and they look great. Um, mm. And I, yeah, worn them out a couple times so far, and it always feels like awesome. Yeah, I need. I need to feel powerful. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> are you padded right now? No. Um, okay. Was this morning? but showered and all that fun stuff. All right. Well, we'll have to cut that out because otherwise, you know, we wouldn't want people, we can't break the illusion here on this podcast. <laughs> break the 24 seven illusion. 
People expect diapers when they come here. All the time. It is funny. I do get that ask occasionally where it's like, because I'll post stuff. Like sometimes I have a backlog of things to post. Uh-huh. And so sometimes I will post like a padded picture and then I'll get a, a couple messages or something like, you know, checking in or whatever. And yeah, I'm not padded. I I was, I'm literally at work or whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doodling around. Yeah. Um, so this sort of, it is sort of an illusion. Um, that exists on social media. Oh, totally. I mean, it's all an illusion, but like, yeah. so long as we know and accept that, we can have fun and yeah. not compare ourselves to other people's which is fake lives. I, I, which I'm so guilty of doing and being like, am I not? Am I not having enough fun? Am I not doing enough things? Because I'm not proving it visually all the time online. Yeah, constantly. I, yeah. I everybody everybody gets that. I get that too. Like looking at you know, just browsing. And it's sort of the, it's sort of the social media death spiral. Um, yeah. That is, can be hard to break out of if you, if you get sucked into it too much, but that's super important for, especially for people who don't, or are new to the community and things like that, maybe don't always realize that it is, it is, it is also, it's crazy. not real. It's, all, it's not real yeah. life entirely. Um, it's, a, it's a facet of yeah. everyone's life. And we, try to live that when we can but it's not all the time right like we all have lives and it's it's just one part of us but i i find that hard because i wasn't on social media so i this is why i say i'm like a boomer in a millennial's body i just like i just avoided <laughs> social media my whole life like i had i had facebook yeah that was it don't use it but you know so going on to twitter was very was a very new experience for me. And I kind of had to learn all of those things. Yeah. I mean, see, and now like, I guess we're moving on from Twitter. So. We'll see. It's still, I think it seems sort of TBD, right? There's so many, there's so many think? different platforms and I don't know if anything really fits the bill. Right. There's nothing that fits the bill quite the way Twitter does, which is why it'd be great if somebody could do that. I hear Mastodon is the one like, you know, but I made one. Um, and I'm on there, but it's, probably it's a little one, but... challenging. Um, I've heard that it's difficult, and uh, like I can't do difficult things when it comes to tech. So, <laughs> boomer. if they make that platform easier, <laughs> boomer, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ugh, I don't what know. What actually? I... It's like the the challenge I have with it is not like you the use of it. it it's more like everything sort of individual decentralized servers, right? So, um, there's like the ABDL dot link one and there's the rubber dot social and then gearhead dot social and then mm. there's like four or five different ones that i want to be a part of but you have to pick one and then when you're trying oh. to find people you can you can still sort of interact with everybody but you have to know their exact username and like oh extended server name but you can't like search so like if i'm in abdl dot link i can only search for other abdl's just generally like if I wanted to search for somebody on on the rubber one, that becomes a challenge because you have to know their exact username, and if you don't, oh, then you gosh. can't really access it or interact with them. At least I haven't found a good way to do that. So that makes it challenging for those who are interested in multiple different kinks. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's honestly it's it's more like it's more split up than what we've been trying to do, where is foster yeah. this like broader king community. Um, where where all the different kinks can interact and learn about each other and and and, and kind of explore, uh, yeah, and just search for each other and find each other and 
then put your thoughts out into the ether and message who you want and have a stream that yeah. is everything that everyone that you follow here's what they're doing and and, and everything you want yeah and that's why twitter twitter was is great for that i mean instagram too right minus the the no nudity and sort of sexual stuff right, which i which know is just means well it sucks like not because i personally care to see that but it's like a a lot of people do and b it means that you get flagged for anything remotely kinky yeah just anything and it's so annoying like why are we still doing this why are we pretending i I just don't understand the purpose of it it's so it's nonsensical it's puritanical it's absolute bullshit and also it's a double goddamn standard because it very much depends who you are and if you're a you know if you're a white girl you can kind of do what you want and no one really cares (laughs) that i mean that's the thing with sort of meta and just all like there's like a tipping point right all these social media start off amazing and then like the tumblr situation um too right and then when they're they're looking for advertisers and once you once you try to build revenue advertisers won't come to a platform that allows porn or something along those lines um so tumblr did away and then instagram has their own you know strict algorithms and, and policies so I I, I I understand it from like their corporate perspective it's just it sucks um, it sucks but also I don't understand why no one has made an adult Twitter do you know what I mean yeah like just make it 18 plus just do that yeah I I'm sure there are tons of logistical and and I'm sure I'm sure and also there catering to a young market is always smart because kids don't pay for stuff their parents do but parents will buy their kids whatever they want so if you have a platform that can market to a younger generation then you are able to advertise to a younger generation then you're able to sell to a younger generation and so then you kind of sell forever but it's like most people in the world are adults and they want to do adult things so can we have Have a a platform that that yeah like fuck yeah and i mean that's why sort of the in-person element is so critical right the online element is great to meet people from all over the world and whatnot but that in-person element is i think a crucial aspect to to the whole kink community it it gives you a really different not perspective but like being able to meet people in person and and see people in person it 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 breaks down that whole again that facade or that illusion that exists on social media that every you know it everybody's just sort of ones and zeros behind a screen versus Mm -hmm. you know yeah you're actually connecting with with them in person (sighs) yeah i just hope that (sighs) someone will make something that allows us to communicate easier so that we can keep doing (sighs) what we want to (laughs) do but i'm sure i'm sure there will right every every time this sort of mass exodus happens the communities always coalesce around something new um so i'm sure it will happen in time it's just it's a matter of which platform when and 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 you know how quickly people start to move over yeah but as you say like i guess i'm happy that i have at least in person been able to build good relationships and have a good sort of base and good idea of like community because if i again if i was you know a teenager lurking and i'm you know let's say well of legal age wherever in this hypothetical scenario but like ready to actually sort of meet people and and engage in person 
and then suddenly everybody moves to five different platforms while the kink community tries to co you know coalesce again it's like that would really suck it it does right because you don't have the connections in in that case to know where to go yeah. um and then so you sort of lose it that's a tough one it, it, but hopefully yeah. You know, I mean, the scene is still pretty prominent on on most platforms. So hopefully, you know, people who well, just start to explore. Yeah, and also that generation of people are—they were brought up on the internet, so they're very savvy, it's, and I'm sure that resourceful. actually wouldn't. Yeah, they're very resourceful, so I'm sure that you know wouldn't happen. But still, it's such a shame. I mean, it really does feel like well, it, seemingly bigotry is just on the rise in general uh, lately, and so. I don't know. Twitter's become a very scary place and the news has become an even scarier place than normal. And I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of staring down the barrel of like, I'm not sure what the main challenges we as Kingsters are going to be facing now. But yeah, I'm hoping that. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends where you are, too, right? It entirely depends where you are. Right. And that can be a little more dangerous, right? I mean, even even drag shows right around <laughs> the US are being targeted so and the literally targeted um actual acts of terrorism like yeah and the colorado shooting like at at, at a gay club right like those those yeah. things are pretty scary and in the u.s it's i don't know even just now with taking down the power north carolina in north carolina yeah yeah um, um exactly because it was targeted and taking out the power to the whole county because of one drag show yeah there was a soldier who uh was part of well they were a soldier until uh they were part of january 6th and then they uh were forced to resign um and she posted the power's gone out and i know why and then she posted a picture of the theater and was like god will not be mocked but i mean literally i did i did see that i did see that um but that that's the hard part that it this you know i i think for for us in New York City, we sort of live in this little bubble, in a mm. sense, in, in all regards, right? In, you know, beyond just kink, you know, New York City and a lot of the major cities can just be a bubble. London, very much the same, yeah. And it's it's not, my, my boyfriend tells me it all the time, where he's like, nowhere is like this. Um, and he, he grew up in like a very rural area, so mm. um, it's very, very different. So the views that we experience or the, the lives that we get to live is is definitely not the norm for a lot of people. Um, and so I get as well, right, that, that it sort of goes back to why I think it's super important that people are out there being supportive and showing that things are, you know, that it is okay to be yourself. I mean, that that goes to, to being gay or whatever. It's all the way to, through to kink and things like that. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually also quite glad we get to live in a world where, like, because we do get to see people being themselves and we do get to see much more representation than, you know, has ever been seen before. But also, this point's been made before on this podcast, we're still coming back from essentially a generation that was lost and that a lot of culture was erased. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of no surprise that we are where we are now, but... <sighs> yeah uh you know that's it's it's it is super interesting we i mean we have a number of friends who particularly in abdl who are uh very very much like historians in a way mm -hmm. um just they they read a lot they a lot of history 
Um, and you know, every year if we're at Fire Island and things like that. There's there is that idea of like a whole lost generation that existed and and is not there anymore. Um, and there's sort of that gap in collective knowledge and mm. experience that just doesn't exist for for like the LGBTQ community. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think there is a triumph in like I think a lot of I think a lot of those people would be hopefully at least proud to see where the world has come, which is such a like it's such a small silver lining when we think about like all the tragedy and loss, but also like yeah, I mean we are making progress even if I know that there's been a lot of legal setbacks over in the states that are progress is slow, but it happen it is happening, but it's a never ending like cycle yeah. of you have to you have to claw at what you, you know, claw back which what is you know human rights and and all that it mm. because I think there there is the appetite from a lot of the hard right or the uh, religious right to completely I don't know, eradicate people's rights i mean it, 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 yeah. it, it, it's insane to i think most of us who yeah. have some sort of rational grounding um but i think a lot a lot of that is it, it's it's not based in logic and, ra- and rationale and it's just it's it's us and them it's scapegoating uh gaslighting all that to to try and yeah, I, I don't know what the end. I, I but that's why it's always kinksters who are sort of you know lumped in there because if you're any type of other and you right. get othered in that way, yeah, you're always the you know. The and first you to go. you see it all all the time and like a lot of those like the, the cringe subreddits um, or just like in general, even in some forms of media, right? I think there was um, there's a, a a Biden appointee. Uh, I forget exactly for what role, but. He is a, I think he's a handler, um, like very openly. He's he's a handler um, in the pop community, um, and there was the the amount of insane right wing narratives that were published about this person, completely baseless, right? Like, I can only imagine. I mean, like I made a comment a few days ago just on on something, and yeah, I I'm. I should know better than to like voice any sort of, but just very innocuous. And then people see my account and they're just like, ah, and I can only imagine the bravery it must take to be in politics. Cause that's the other thing is you go into politics in any meaningful way. And the first thing is right. What about you can be used against you? Right. And so kink is pretty up there. Like most people like go to that. So very, very cool that you're kind of leading with, with that being open. Yeah. We need more leaders like that in the world. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, even in in corporate stuff, I've heard the occasional, the occasional story of people being outed or like in their own like kink life, like even, even just cis straight people who are just kinky. Um, Mm people dig and find things to to attack them about in the kink world um which is really scary um yeah to a lot of people and i know that's why most people don't show their face and things like that right because it's yeah it was my much... worst fear it was my worst fear that somebody would find this out about me and somehow use it against me right to attack me and what gave that fear so much power was well actually i think what 
rather what limited its power was realizing that anyone who is going to go out of their way to attack you for literally just a part of you or being who you are is the person who is in the wrong, is the person that that should reflect badly on. And you can hold your head high and at least like find some grounding in the pride that if all they have to go on to attack you is just you, then I think you're doing fine. Because <laughs> right, I... right, because it's not something you've done, and it's not something. It's 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 not a negative thing. They've picked something out about you, which, by the way, really, if anything, is a positive. It's just a nice, cool, interesting part of yourself. <laughs> and if that's the thing that they're like hooking onto, as you know, to try and decry you or defame you or claim you're a bad person or unfit yeah it's just like well fuck that let's just yeah i mean that's not to that's not to say don't be aware and don't be don't be careful and and on online and whatnot within your social media profiles and things um sure sure it still is scary but it's true right there yeah but we should feel safe to be ourselves at the same time like you shouldn't live in fear that you know, I, I, I really, I took it to heart. Like, I really lived in fear. I, I didn't meet anyone because I didn't want there to be knowledge. Anything. Like, out there in the world. Yeah, I didn't want anyone to be able to ask someone and then tell them that, you know, I'm into X, Y, Z. I didn't want anything. I, I, I wanted to leave no footprint online. And yeah, it took a, a long time to dig out of that. And I, when I finally did, I realized like what was missing is me seeing someone doing it and being like, hey, it's okay. And so I want to do that because man, I, you don't have to, you don't have to come out and make it your whole life, but be able to accept yourself. Yeah. Which be is be able to be comfortable knowing who you are and that, that these things are just a part of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's sort of, you know, sort of repression of, of, those things makes it so much harder um and it, it it i think in the long run only actively hurts yourself um yes yeah totally totally but i know it's it's sort of a long road too um oh yeah it's down, not being down uh, yeah. that road um, oh yeah 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 definitely i mean everything's a process right well yeah. unless it's a unless it's know. a light switch but even <laughs> then right like it, preceding that right is 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 a journey yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Journey, yeah. Um, okay, are you also as a, a kink sponge in the same way that I am? <laughs> Where you just abs- you just see things and you just absorb it, yeah, just uh, glom onto it. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, not not always, but there's there's a lot of things that I'll latch onto and just be like, oh, I didn't think of that. That's amazing. That's that's super hot or whatever it is, and that's happened a lot. I mean, rubber, I think, is one of those because I think the first time I saw somebody in rubber was probably in 2018 ish out at you know uh an event or i think it was at the eagle actually um it might have been like a pup night and somebody was just somebody was just in their cat suit got to like feel it and and check it out but i i it didn't even click then it wasn't even like a oh that's that's really hot i it just it was just another kink um and then slowly started to see it more and more and then started to look at, like, seek it out. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is something I'm definitely interested in. It doesn't happen with everything. It doesn't happen with everything. But I think there's plenty. Like, the MX Gear 2 is another one where you just, <laughs> you see it, it just looks really hot. I think I need a person to contextualize it for me. Because when okay. someone okay. I yeah. like makes it... Makes it cool. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, it makes it cool. Or just, like, 
it happened everything i never thought i had the fluidity within me that i apparently have but i never thought i'd want to get flogged <laughs> but here we are i never thought yeah. i'd find the smell of piss anything but kind of gross <laughs> here we are I, I i actually abdl was one of those things like major turn off yeah for me like and then uh, right right person right situation and now i'm like all about it all about it yeah so it, it has to click sometimes it has to click and yeah having somebody or seeing somebody like yeah in the right setting or in the right people are the key for me yeah yeah totally um totally. makes it work just being mindful of the time uh we have to wrap up in a second but uh did you do your homework i gave you homework i you did uh, have you got a like just a yay positive moment honestly it's it's more for what i'm looking forward to like I, I because i think the last year has been kind of amazing um and starting to be a lot more involved in in the community especially the abdl community and like helping to mm. um you know pull things back together with with Buff kenzo and noah gold i'm looking forward to you know the next couple weeks there's a lot of there's a lot of events including like the abdl events um so i'm excited to see everybody um i'm excited to see new people i think that's like the big that's that's a huge thing i'm excited to see new mm. people um every time there's like a couple new faces and i'm like this is amazing and then I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully you know helping to put together more more in-person stuff to bring the community together yay that's so awesome that's brilliant yeah i always gotta end with a positive because sometimes we go to places that are just like fucking like dark but the point is that there's hope and that there's light so okay my yay today is actually going to be Dax back, <laughs> who is <laughs> so I <laughs> so I just got my Spotify wrapped, uh-huh. and mine was pretty interesting. My number one genre was pirate. Because pirate. I've been getting yeah, I've been getting really into uh, pirate metal at the moment. Um, what is pirate metal? Exactly what it sounds like. Also, like metal is such an interesting thing. I'm. You know, it, it 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 it's one of those that ebbs and flows for me as far as like music genres go. So I only really know like like skin deep as like black metal and things like that. Um, and I'm not like up on what's new in in like the metal scene. Yeah, but neither. So many strange like subgenres of metal. Right, and it was while I was uh, the last time I was in Berlin that I just started getting really into this like German p- pirate metal <laughs> and just descended into listening to a lot of piratey stuff. And it's just, yeah, it, it, exactly what it sounds like. Like sea shanties, like to metal you know, sea shanties. Yeah. Literally. That's, it's, it's that's so amazing. cool. Love it. Uh, it's just fun and silly. Um, but that wasn't even, so my artists, my second, my number, my number two artist was Kate Bush. And then number one was Dax Back, who is an ABDL music artist who yeah. does like just stuff that I, he does kind of EDM-y stuff that I normally wouldn't really be my thing, but I absolutely love his whole vibe. I love his stuff. And he dips in and out of so many different kind of uh, vibes and genres. And uh, it's really, really cool. He's also a really nice guy and, and really, really friendly. Um, he was on Newsy's Nook mm. as well. I'll link that episode because they chatted all about that. But yeah, I just, I I made a post about it. And, uh, you know, he <laughs> uh, he just, you know, said, said thanks for the support or whatever. And I, I just, that was, I, my most listened to song was one of his that, just got me through this 
whole last little bit of the year. So yeah, um, that was my EA today. He's he's super, super awesome. That's amazing. Um, Max, thank you so, so much for doing this. This has been so much fun. Where can people find you online? Um, at Little Pup Max, basically everywhere. <laughs> um, Twitter, and then I think Instagram has some underscores between each letter, each word, because at Little Pup Max was taken by a real dog. How um, dare which they? Which is crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Super fun. And I'm excited for like the next 12 months. So hopeful to, to do a lot more. Hell yeah. Well, I plan on being in New York City at sometime in the new year so yeah i'll let you know when i'm uh when i'm around and what my plans are and for everyone listening at home as always you can find me on twitter at t stoter for however long twitter lasts and on instagram at the underscore muckle underscore stoter and i guess bark bark a woo uh and join me next week as we go under the big top Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.